Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Your Festa podcast that's all about music festivals. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined as ever and always by my mustachioed co-host, Tommy Stewart. Tommy, how are you? I'm very good, Johnny. I have just finished Orange is the New Black about uh, five years after everyone else. Only started it a couple of months ago and have just finished it and feeling pretty emotional right now, but good otherwise. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. If you're looking for another another TV program, uh, there's, there's this good new one called uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> and once you finish that, uh, The Sopranos is apparently quite good, I've heard. The <laughs> thing is, that is actually the next one, I think, uh, that me and my girlfriend are going to watch because everyone seems to be re-watching or watching that for the first time and I've not actually watched it. But I have watched The Wire, which is obviously incredible. Have you watched The Wire or Sopranos? Uh, I've watched a couple of episodes of The Wire. I bought them at the start of last lockdown on DVD, like it, a good old Did you? person <laughs> uh, from, from CEX. And then um, I don't think I've got a DVD player. I don't think my disk drive works on this old laptop. Well, there we go. You have to binge watch it some other way. But we're not here to talk about binge watching box sets. We're here to talk about music festivals. And for anybody that's not listened to the podcast before, do you want to give them a brief explainer of what it's all about? Yes, every week we invite a guest on to talk about their dream music festival. Uh, they have to pick three headliners anytime, any place in history, dead or alive. They have to pick a name, a location, and days of the week for said festival. And our guest this week is the excellent comedian Paul McCaffrey, who was one of the original uh, Impractical Jokers when it came over to the UK. He's also been on Live at the Apollo like literally a couple of weeks ago. He also has his own excellent podcast that you should go and listen to uh, with Sean Walsh. And we're really excited to have him on the podcast. He loves his music, I think, as will be apparent when people are listening to this, Tommy. Yeah, and before the record, we did have a little uh, little chat. Sadly, we weren't recording at the time, but he actually links up nicely from our guest last week, Will Sargent from Echo and the Bonnie Man, because he spoke on fellow Your Fest alumni Jake Lambert's podcast about uh, what was it, Johnny? About buying the Echo and the Bonnie Man. <coughs> excuse me, Echo and the Bonnie Man vinyl, and he's a massive. He, he was quite surprised, I think, that we had Will Sargent the week before him. Anyway, should we get straight to it? Yes, let's do it. Episode 42 of Your Fest with the excellent Paul McCaffrey. Let's go. Uh, 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 um. Yeehaw. McCaffrey, welcome to Your Fest and to the Your Fest Planning Committee. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, just uh, nice to be here. As I was just saying before, I've just had the jab, so I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. But uh, we've had a little chat uh, prior to pressing record, and I feel a lot better. Oh well, you look great. Like, Thanks, man. And as I said, uh, I was quite surprised about Paul's age. Which throw me under the bus straight away. Unbelievable. <laughs> which I won't reveal. I, won't I told reveal. you that in strict confidence. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, you, know, you haven't even said hello yet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, um, we're honest with our listeners, but we, uh, no, I, it, it, you, you look like a man in your mid 30s. I'm surprised you're even qualified. Five for the vaccine. That's what I'm trying to say. Ah, no. thank you very much. Yeah, no, I'm, four, I'm forty. I'm forty. I'm the ripe old age of forty-six. So, don't know how that happened. <laughs> after after Tommy's intro, there, the uh, vaccine's not the worst little prick you've had in the past couple of years. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck you know. Unbelievable! It's not a roast. 
That <laughs> was a, and, and it was like, I think it was our third actual joke, like actual, well, it was more of a, more of just a Johnny being a little prick as well, but I'm doing the fucking joke. You know what? I feel like uh, Charlie, Champagne Charlie Nicholas, when uh, Jeff Stelling gives him some shit and I'm doing the Specsavers thing, trying to do a comeback and it's just not <laughs> happened. Oh, you should have gone to Specsavers. You should have gone to Specsavers, Charlie, because I'll tell you what, he's not offside. Well, he's absolutely bang in line, not offside. Well, maybe you should go also then, Jeff, because uh, you couldn't see driving home the other night because you you don't even wear your glasses and and uh, TV in case you get you get slagged off. So you just uh, you just stick to Specsavers and I'll do the game. I'll tell you what, I look very educated in my specs. I'll wear them for you one week, I promise. That's the first time Charlie Nicholas has ever been mentioned on our podcast, I think. Yeah. Keep a tally. Uh, Paul, are you a fan? Well, I, I'm going to say, are you a fan of music festivals? But I can see your record collection behind you. The listeners can't. And it's vast and yeah, incredible. It's, it's quite excessive really i've been collecting records since i was about 13 and uh yeah i am a huge 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 festival goer like i went to my first festival i went to reading 1989 wow. <laughs> now as obviously i'm a stand-up comic and uh, so i've performed there a few times and i was on with matt richardson do you know matt, the comic matt richardson yeah um and so we were sort of chatting backstage and i said i said this was the first festival i came to in 1989 he goes my parents hadn't met see you didn't need me to talk about your age so um so yeah i I, I love i love music festivals i think to me i and this probably sounds massively wanky but i think that is where i make the most sense is at a music festival that's where the world makes the most sense to me went to glastonbury for the first time in 1990 and went to everyone in the 90s um Yeah, I'm like massively into and I just caught the sort of tail end of what was called the uh, the free festival scene, which I don't know how much you know about that, but it was like kind of new age travellers where they used to sort of put on illegal kind of festivals around and about. I live in Winchester in Hampshire, so this is kind of quite well positioned when there was that sort of illegal rave scene back in the sort of early 90s and the end of the free festival, Stonehenge, that was the sort of uh, big one, which I never got to go to. But yes, uh, it, it's the short answer. I'm a big festival fan. What's your, uh, if you went to every Glastonbury's in the 90s, sorry, every Glastonbury in the 90s, I'm going to go based on TV and guess, yeah. not uh, not guess, but Radiohead sticks out in 97, yeah, yeah. and then Pulp actually, when Pulp came in for Stone Roses, which was your, which your best, head, obviously at Glastonbury you're not always necessarily seeing headlines, but what was the highlight <laughs> set in that time? Well, so 95 that year when was, was the year that Pulp uh, stepped in for the Stone Roses. That was probably my favourite year. And do you know what was really good? Portishead. I'm so tired. I play. Play and with this bow and arrow. I'm gonna give my heart away. Leave it to the other girls to play. That year, that oh, album came wow. out, Dummy, and uh, they've been booked to play the acoustic tent, which is kind of like out, like in the far reaches of the festival. And they were sort of due to go on at 10 o'clock. And that album, you know, you know when a band gets booked to do a festival and then between the booking and the festival happening, they blow up. Happened yeah. to the Strokes, they got moved from like the kind of NME tent onto the main stage because... And, and Portishead had been put in the acoustic tent and just the whole festival turned up to watch 
like that, that set, so they couldn't go on. Um, wow. But they did then go on at midnight, and like I just heard a whisper from someone, so we went back and watched that, and I think that was probably the best set in the 90s, if that's your question that I saw. Um, not actually a headliner, but the best set I've ever seen at Glastonbury was Paul McCartney in 2004. Wow. I think probably the best thing I've ever seen. Fuck. Yeah. Just wall-to-wall Beatles. It was just kind of like, you know some of those sets you come away going, oh, I wish he'd played what it was like. It was the absolute opposite of that. It was like... The best of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was... Oh, the frog chorus. did oh my word no, <laughs> yeah 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 i Johnny think he did i think he did there. he didn't expect that answer <laughs> I, 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 yeah i'm pretty sure he did um i looked this up the other day i was slightly refreshed but um i was like i'm sure he did i've seen him play uh anyway yeah um, were you go were you meant to go uh yeah i've got tickets 2019 uh 2020 yeah 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 so the 50th it's been put off, yeah, I've been put off this year. I mean, what I'm basically what I'm wondering, and I have been um, pondering over this a lot. Will they be able to? Because for me, that is the three headliners that year are brilliant, like classic Glastonbury. Like you've got, what is it, Kendrick Lamar, Taylor Swift, and Paul McCartney, right? Yeah. Which for me, like that's about as currently, you, it's the best rapper in the world, and possibly the biggest rapper in the world. Have you seen Kendrick count- Lamar? Yes, I yeah. saw him in t- 2013 on his first first British tour. Oh, right. on his, uh, uh, um, the not the Apollo, uh, the Ritz in Manchester. Oh, great! Um, so yeah, it was uh, yeah, but probably the best gig of my life. But and then you got so Taylor good. Swift, yeah, incredible Taylor Swift, who's probably the biggest pop star in the world, and then Paul McCartney's the biggest legend still alive in the world. So that's a great lineup. But what I keep thinking is, will they be able to hold on to all those three? I know, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I mean, I don't know. They've not come out and said sort of anything to the contrary, but I don't know kind of where they're at with it. I mean, obviously, you know, McCartney's of an age where you go like, you don't want to leave it too much longer, but, um, <laughs> you know, not to get morbid, but just like, you know, is his vo- voice, what is his late 70s now? I think he's sort of 77. Yeah, I think his voice is cracking a bit. I think it's like when I've seen little bits, even when he does comedians and uh, not comedians and cars, that's sorry, Seinfeld. James, James Corden. James Corden. Oh. He, he's not really reaching the notes like quite as much as he was but it's you know what his new album's still really good but i just that's all studio i don't know if live he'll be able to do it yeah i mean i think it'll be i think it'll be great i um i did a like so gig in liverpool quite a lot and i've always meant to do the the magical mystery tour the coach tour where they take you around um and so i did that i was up there kind of one december i was like right i'm definitely going to do that so got went on this coach tour it's taken by jay johnson who is holly johnson from frankie goes to hollywood's brother 
which he's <laughs> which he mentions before you've even fucking sat down. <laughs> you get on, he's like, "Cause uh, the Beatles weren't the only big band from Liverpool." Uh... <laughs> Why are you here? I just want you to all relax. Relax. And talking yeah, of relax. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the pleasure dome, or as I call it, my coach. But <laughs> I mean, he literally couldn't tell you soon enough. But lovely guy, and I was like a proper sort of like a nerd sat down the front sort of like you know really paying attention the whole way around anyway then we go to mccartney's house and i said oh did you did you have a tour on that day he said oh, like the day that that they went back to his childhood home with james corden they had a tour on so the tours turned up to paul mccartney's house and paul mccartney's there they said there's all these japanese tourists going is he here all, is he here all the time Just like, this is the best 15 quid i've ever spent yeah i'll tell my mates to come on this he just apparently just lives here this yeah 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 he does yeah this is just this is part of the package um he's get he's getting commission on the uh, on the tour bus he's getting like six quid out of that 15 i reckon Absolutely incredible, but um, yeah, I, I'd like to think that because the lineup was really good. Um, so I'm hoping that they will uh, keep hold of everyone. Um, uh, you say you're most at home at festivals. What is it about the whole festival atmosphere that you feel most you know, comfortable in? Well, I'm going to sort of touch on this when we talk about what days I would hold my festival on. But like, I don't know. I just think it's particularly Glastonbury. I mean, they're not all. You know, you get like. Reading, I think, is great as a kind of, you know, for A-level students and stuff like that. But kind of like I sort of go there now and I'm a bit like, fuck, this is, this is hard work. But I don't know. I just quite like the random nature of just sitting around a campfire with some people you've never met, just talking bollocks at five o'clock in the morning. Just um, the kind of spontaneous. Obviously, I love music as well. I just kind of... I'm one of these annoying people that likes to likes to sort of have banter in every social situation. I've got a few comedian friends that are like, God, it's just so you, you're always trying to make people laugh wherever you go. <laughs> and I think like at a festival, it's kind of a bit like, you know, everyone's just sort of, I don't know, just everyone's in a good mood. Yeah, giving you attention if you need it. And Maybe that's what it is. Because <laughs> yeah, everyone's in such a good mood. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to say fuck off. They'll be like, yeah, oh, exactly. Hey. You know, like sometimes I'll sort of crack a gag in a sort of shop or in a, like or, or an airport and it just doesn't land. It's, it's just so someone who's got... in an airport. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. This guy's <laughs> on fire. <laughs> Isn't he just? Uh, Apples, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, so I just I'm sorry, I'm just googling whether they played. I'm sure they played Frog Song. <laughs> Frog Song. <laughs> it was at the I saw him play at December at the O2 uh, uh like yeah, about 10 years ago. I think he played it there. I have seen him play it is my kind of uh yeah. But um stick with the legend. Let's let's just let's just say that Edit let's that bit out, edit that bit out. I just hope yeah. there's not someone going, ah, oh, hang on a minute. So I don't think he did actually <laughs> play the frog chorus when, in Glastonbury. When, when you were talking about would he survive to play Glastonbury again, I nearly did well he'd go from the frog chorus to croaking it, but we did we avoid Oh <laughs> fuck. Are you reading these out of a book? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's hit rate is absolutely off the scale. <laughs> Applications open today for So You Think You're Funny, so I might... Uh, oh, I saw that, yeah. Get in there, mate. I have to go in there. Uh, they, need it, they, need, they need the heat to happen right now, though. <laughs> this guy, this guy is ready to go. Just send them this recording. 
yeah, yeah. I was watching, I was watching Big Lebowski last night, and it's just like, oh, what a that, film. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Like, there is a man in a time and a place, in a moment, in a, not in LA, but in Salford, to be on that. And this is Johnny right now. Sometimes there's a man. I won't say a hero, because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man. And I'm talking about the dude here. Sometimes there's a man. Well, he's the man for his time and place. He fits right in there. And that's the dude in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, but it's probably, you know, the stars of a lot. The coffee will wear off. Listen to you on um, Jake Lambert's podcast. Jake, yeah. a previous member of the UFS planning committee. Uh, brilliant. You said that when when you went to best when you went to Bestival, you stayed. Mm. Was it in a um, a train carriage? Oh, that was uh, yeah. No, it wasn't a train carriage. We stayed in. We stayed in like an eco hut, but we we we, we rented this place. It was in like a cove, which had its own private beach, and. Uh, a lot of the plots there, people had bought old train carriages and converted them into holiday lets. Yeah, is that is that better than staying in a tent at a festival? Do you well, no, it wasn't because the problem was, you know, like f- as much as I love festivals, they are a hassle as well, aren't they? You know, the sort of whole rigmarole of like, oh god, I get out of my sleeping bag, got to get dressed, waking up needing a piss in the middle of the night, and you know, kind of all that stuff. So when you kind of remove yourself from it. And you're sort of sat in this nice place. You've had a shower. You sat there, bottle of wine or whatever. You're like, I can't really be asked to go back. So we probably didn't see as much of it. And best of all, I don't know if you've ever been, but the the lineups they used to have there, it's kind of, I used to do the comedy there. Probably did it sort of almost eight years in a row, 10 years in a row. And, you know, they'd always have, had like Stevie Wonder on one Sunday, Elton John. Elton John, yeah. Yeah, you know, they sort of. um, They have their themes and stuff, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, kind of like, I don't know, peace and love. And they have like the kind of parade where they all, everyone walks through in fancy dress on the, I think it's an early Saturday night or Sunday afternoon. It's Lionel always been Richie's head. To go to. It's yeah. really good. I don't know what the relevance of that was, but it was just a giant like paper mache Lionel Richie's head. Who is it? Who, who is it who creates it? Who creates it? Rob Bank. Rob Bank. That's yeah. It, yeah. And it's in uh, Isle of Wight, isn't it? Yes, Robin yeah. Hill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was amazing, kind of. And then, so quite often when you do festivals as a comic, you know, you'll kind of get the, like, artist camping, but it won't, like, comics are kind of quite far down the pecking order, so you won't, it's not quite the actual artist camping. But there, you are, like, li- the, the first year I did it, Lily, Lily Allen was camped about two tents down from us. I saw Public Enemy one morning when I went up to get myself a cup of tea Fuck from a little catering bit, yeah. Um, oh, man. Bjork played one year and it was her 50th and so she had like a birthday party in this kind of like big sort of um you know I don't know what you call it like a TP type tent up up at the artist bit yeah and she was like playing hip hop and yeah so you get to see everyone it was very exciting got a kind of golf buggy from the artist camping is set away a bit from the main festival and they'd take you down in a golf buggy and I've got a golf buggy down with Howard Marks one time and <laughs> yeah, it was oh, cool brilliant um well, the the mad thing I've found about this podcast, that is top of my head, and, you know, this is nearly 50 episodes in, there's something about Public Enemy that we've had three or four great stories of them uh, that they seem way more as as prestigious and enigmatic as you think they might be. They're actually just 
seem very normal, accessible guys who are just floating about. <laughs> My favourite public en- enemy story. I live in Winchester when they were Boomtown. It was Homelands, then Cre- Creamfields, remember? When it was Homelands, yeah. public enemy played there. And uh, MTV were up there interviewing the bands and they interviewed public enemy. <laughs> Flavor Flavors on their set. Oh, man. I think he thought it was like a, f- a, a, a festival for homeless people. <laughs> it's, <good. laughs> it's great to see so many homeless people out there <laughs> enjoying themselves. <laughs> Oh, absolutely what, ludicrous. Just dead, dead, like, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. Someone said, oh, it's called Homelands. It's like, oh, brilliant. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean. It's sort of weird. I don't think there's any sort of, seems to be any rhyme or reason as to who of these kind of big stars is going to be approachable or not. You could just sort of like, uh, my friend's dad um, used to kind of volunteer doing medical stuff at Glastonbury. And he was on a flight over from... I think America, let's just say America. And he was sat next to Khalees on the flight over. And she was like, oh, just chat, chatting on the flight kind of thing. So I'm going over to play Glastonbury. He said, oh, I volunteer. She said, oh, no way. We'll have to meet up. So she gave him his mobile number. And my mate's dad met up for like a drink with Khalees at Glastonbury. He's just, what? he's like, oh. so, yeah. Like was this it guy a milkshake? And... No. <laughs> no. no. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. And that's really nice, though. That's that, like bless Khalees, what a legend. Uh, was he? Is I'm just. Was there anything else going on there? Like, was was is he an attractive man? I, uh, I don't think it was like no. Anything like he was just really nice. I mean, I'm not she's saying. Gonna... I'm not saying he's. I wouldn't say whether he was attractive or unattractive. He's, yeah. She's saying your mate's dad is ugly, right? <laughs> I have not come on here to call my mate's dad a minger. That is not. <laughs> but that's what's happened. So that's exactly what's happened. I don't know what the. I don't know what the side effects of that jab are, but I was not expecting this. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, what? So you've obviously been to loads of festivals. Glastonbury yeah. is your favourite. What's yeah. the worst one you've been to? Uh, well, that I don't need to. Um, think too long about it was uh, uh the santa pod bug jam uh where <laughs> i'd been booked to do comedy which is a load of vw fans and hell. i reckon i could have stayed there for 10 hours and not found anyone with a sense of humor the worst gig i've ever just like do you, a, a, a field full of people whose thing in common is they they like volkswagen beetles jesus christ so exactly how you'd imagine and I also saw someone there trying to barbecue chicken nuggets. I was just like, <laughs> tells you everything you need to know about the clientele. <laughs> was that Shaggy or Scooby Doo? It's the first just, VW owner I can. Oh man, it was it was absolutely horrendous. I mean, I've done quite a lot of kind of. Oh well, I did one in Chelmsford. I think it was on the same site as V Festival. I've obviously performed at quite a lot. The only one I've actually not really performed at as a stand-up is Glastonbury. And I'm kind of sort of torn as to whether I'd like to or not, where it might ruin kind of, you know, I've such a kind of um, romantic sort of affection towards it, if that's the right word. But do you know what I mean? I, kind of, I don't know whether it would taint my memory. It's so such a big part of my childhood. It's not too far from where I live. It's kind of just over an hour to get there. We'd all go over in a van together, a big sort of group of us when we were kids. And I think to then go, do you know that sort of thing where you go like, some things are probably just left 
best left as they are. But um, I did this one at Chelmsford. Um, and comedy at festivals can be tricky. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, the first time I did Best of All, it was the year Lily Allen broke. And I was on, at the, uh, ju- like, just as she was starting. And That's you could it. hear her. And there was probably about three people left in the comedy tent. And you could just see, look, and fuck, I didn't realise Lily Allen was on that. <laughs> <laughs> but now I feel bad about leaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this one in Chelmsford, it was a tough gig anyway. And then like, everyone was sort of going, what's that weird? There's a weird sort of interference. And the PA was picking up the local cab firm. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd do a joke that wouldn't land, and then you'd just hear, anyone free for a pickup from Sainsbury's? <laughs> <laughs> the worrying oh thing God. is if the, if the minicab company were getting bigger laughs than you were when the, uh, that was going through. I don't think anyone had realised, but had they have done, it, you know, that sort of thing, if it had become apparent what, what was actually going on, I think it would have just, yeah, it would have rendered it unplayable. But, um, but yeah, Santa Pod's probably the worst one I've been to. Um, definitely the worst one I've been to. Well, let's talk about nice, nice dream festivals, shall we? Yeah. So to begin with for your festival, we're going to need the name for it and the location. Oh, I didn't see that we needed a name, but um, that's fine. Um, I, well, I'll come back to the name. Um, so lo- location-wise, I'd like it to be in California. Just right. because I think California is like, just such an amazing place. Maybe Golden Gate Park? Um, but I just think it's just got such a sort of special kind of atmosphere and yeah, uh, 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 maybe California in the sixties, the late sixties. Oh, nice. Lovely. Um, so yeah. What about, um, damn, I'm really annoyed because I nearly wrote something down that was really funny and and daft that you said as a potential. Welcome to my world. (laughs) <laughs> my, that's basically that's not my autobiography i almost wrote down something really funny <laughs> yeah there's there's somewhere something you said that was funny which i thought could be used as a name anyway it might come to me but um how come california in the 60s how come yeah, i just think I mean, it's sort of one of those things, uh, yeah i mean I don't know if you've seen the documentary. I just watch so much stuff on Sky Arts and Sky documentaries at the moment. But there was uh, recently there was the um, oh god, what's his name now? David Crosby documentary, uh, so, and and also the one on Laurel Canyon. You know, kind of Laurel Canyon where like them sort of the monkeys were living there and sort of Grateful Dead. I just think, in kind of terms of, do you know the album uh, Forever Changes by Love? Yes. Yeah. I was listening and to think, that uh, this morning, actually. Oh, really? Classic, classic album, and just kind of like cited as an influence on so many bands. And I just think that kind of '67 in kind of San Francisco, Janis Joplin, and all of that. I just think actually, it, it kind of, in terms of sort of what I've been into from sort of like I used to be really into sort of Hawkwind and kind of Acid House and 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 that sort of thing. I think our kind of festival scene is so heavily influenced by that kind of period of history, particularly in Calif- in California, that, um, yeah, I just, or, or possibly Stonehenge, but I would go with California because obviously you're going to get the weather and, you know, yes. weed is legal and all of that kind of, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, but I'd, like the same, the, the site of Woodstock, whenever I get asked that question, if you could go back to any period in, of, of, of history, any t- I, I always say I would like to have gone to Woodstock, which 
I mean, when you could have gone back to sort of any other time in history, it's probably a little bit sad. But yeah, you know, to me, that sort of, um, yeah, that 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 I think answers your question. I don't know. I tend to yeah. ramble. You might have noticed they released the Woodstock film, didn't they? Afterwards, into cinema. Oh. My mum and my parents went to see it when it was released into the cinema. Well, so where is it? I think that that couple there. I'm not sure if they met that weekend, but not soon after. And they're still together now, 50 years on. Wow. And they recreated that pose recently. You can see it on Twitter. So th- th- this couple are still together, yeah. And they're like, like on their 50th or the 50th anniversary of this or their 50th anniversary, they recreated that pose. So Paul's just holding a vinyl of, um, uh, well, the Woodstock. So is it the soundtrack to... To that, what you were just talking about, Johnny. That is, yeah, that's the that, that's the that's the original <laughs> film soundtrack. So it's just basically loads of performances. But um, that, that, couple, prob- that couple's actually my parents. So that's yes, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice I'm not entirely sure they're from Salford, to be honest. <laughs> They'll be wearing anoraks, not a uh, not a pashmina. Yeah, and they'd have uh, God, what's it called? The the well end well end haircut. Do you know, oh, do, yeah. you know, do you know, know that, that phraseology, Welland? Yeah, the Paul Weller kind of. The, yeah, I actually, yeah. I mean, I've, I have at various periods had that sort of haircut. And uh, I can remember. We all have, don't worry. He died, <laughs> he, he died the no, tips blonde at one point. And so I kind yeah. of thought, oh, it looks quite cool. So I did it and the, the, the dye didn't really work and it went ginger. So everyone started calling me Duracell for a while. I just had like this black hair. <laughs> these two, two sort of ginger fists. It looked absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> And I have had I many know, ridiculous haircuts. Cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, what days of the week is the As Yet Unnamed Festival? Right, so this is something that I kind of really did give some thought to. And I've gone with Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I'll tell you my thinking behind this, guys. Um, like, Sunday, you're, I just think you're too oh, oh, painfully aware. If you've been really enjoying yourself, your emotions are running high. It's Sunday's such a horrible day. It's yeah. just sort of like, it's all, the, the, the festival has ended on Saturday night. I think I'd rather go Thursday, you've got that anticipation, the excitement, Friday, and then Saturday, just go out with a bang, and then just leave Sunday morning. I just feel a little bit like su- Sunday is... Horrible. It's yeah. fucking shit. Really sort of yeah. quite sad. Oh, God, it's the last day. Whereas I think if you, if you had the last day on Saturday, you could almost trick yourself into forgetting it was the last day. Yeah, even if even if you've booked off the following week of work, it still has the you know that intrinsic Sunday feeling. I keep, I think it's the third or fourth time since. Tommy's going to mention the the TV show Homework on Heartbeat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I know what you mean. Sunday night, Heartbeat on fucking homework, and like it will always have that Sunday feeling, Mm. and. I go to, so it was May, early 20s, it was Glastonbury, and then mid to late 20s, we started going Primavera in Barcelona. I've been there. And they, yeah, fantastic. Right. Fucking yeah. unbelievable festival. And they do it, they do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And it just it makes so much usually more sense. Fun. Yeah, usually, I mean, they, they do most things better. The fact it's 6 p.m. in the evening till 5, 6 at night. The fact the first answer at 6 p.m. is also better, in my opinion. Um, and the, yeah, they go on the till... Because I when yeah. did I go? It wasn't that long ago. I think maybe two. We we weren't there for it. We didn't even know it was on. We'd gone on uh, for a week oh, right. away with another couple, and they'd all gone to bed because they were knackered. And I was like, "Fuck this! I'm going to." <laughs> I just got wow. a taxi around the remote. Primal Scream were on. Um, 
and they were oh, on the lineups are amazing yeah the like they were on from like midnight till two and then yeah. uh roshi murphy was on after that from like two till four it's kind of yeah the yeah. headliners are about the headliners start about 10 p.m and then you have you have like 10 and 10 and midnight you sort of have the headliners and then either side of that you've just got really good acts either side yeah. basically um but yeah, they they they've got it right, and that's it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Even if you're flying home on the Monday or Tuesday or whatever, you still the final night is still a Saturday night. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, I think it it's that... great. Just go out with a kind of bang, and then just kind of walk away wounded on the Sunday. Like, yeah, yeah, I think. And these are the, this is the winners. This is this is the best choice, in my opinion. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So. Thank you. I'm glad you thought about it, Paul. Good. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. <laughs> I gave it some. I gave it some thought. So we'll begin with Thursday at the festival that's yet to be named. Um, what's that looking like for us? Well, I really struggled. So you're just looking for a headliner, right? Because you yeah. can put, you can put we, some rats for it. You can put, yeah. Well, so what I so when I went to, to, to just to kind of so when I first went to Glastonbury, which was 1990, that was the last year of what was called the Travellers Field. I don't know. It's been quite well documented. I don't know if you've seen the Glastonbury film. That was the year that they kind of stayed yes. on. Michael Evis used to give the New Age Travellers two fields just on the kind of perimeter of the sort of, it was right at the back over past the train track where the greenfield is. I don't know if you've been to Glastonbury, but where the greenfield yeah, is I've been, yeah. kind of just beyond that, there used to be what was the travelers field. And that was when I first went, that was kind of what I was into bands like Hawkwind, the Osric tentacles sort of kind of like a few kind of like reggae punky sort of bands, bands like culture shock. And so it was like a, people that lived it was kind of like mad max really sort of edgy kind of like you know people just openly selling drugs kind of lining this uh, road that you went in hawkwind played at six o'clock in the morning that was the first band i ever saw at glastonbury and um yeah it, it like i was 15 just completely blew me away I, I just took a They've got the Mutoid Waste Company, that are this company that kind of uh, makes stuff out of old vans, kind of like, you will have seen, if you've seen that Glastonbury film, they kind of feature on there, so like, these kind of, um, sort of, how do you, like, sort of almost like science fiction kind of creatures that they've made out of kind of like, the parts of trucks and just, like, all this mad sort of stuff, very lawless and kind of edgy in a way that you don't really get like that was kind of the last year that Glastonbury this is before the fence I was in I was there all of those years before the fence went up so again in a very roundabout way I would like to have that going on I would I would like to sort of my festival to have the the, the, the Glastonbury Travellers Field so there would be those kind of bands like I mentioned Culture Shock and the Levellers came out of there that was sort of where they started out Hawkwind um, Osric Tentacles and, and, and so on and so the headliner I've gone for on Thursday night and it's, it was I've deliberated over this for ages so I've gone for two bands that I've never seen I've been quite lucky uh, I've seen a lot of the people that I've wanted to see even if it's been kind of solo artists from bands so like I've you know never saw the jam but I saw Weller I've seen Morrissey and Mar but I never got to see the Smiths I did get to see the Stone Roses when they reformed but you know 
Yeah. Pr- prior to that, I'd seen the seahorses and I'd seen Ian Brown solo. Probably wouldn't go and see him now after his. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not now you've had the job. He won't let you in anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's having an anti-vaccine passport. But um, yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, that's kind of influenced my choices. So on Thursday, I've gone for Kate Bush. I just kind of think it would be quite a sort of, you know, it's a sort of gentle, but it's a big start to the, the, the proceedings. You know, I can imagine, I'm really, I don't know why I didn't go and see, she did a run of shows at the Hammersmith Apollo a few years ago. And I just don't know why I didn't get round to going. I don't know whether I was working at the time or what, but um, yeah. I have the same regret with Prince. I'm just like, maybe I was a bit too young, but I'm just like, why didn't I, why didn't I go, you know? Oh, uh, I did, when he, yeah. When he was doing, uh, the, the 21 nights at the O2, yeah, I did go to that, yeah. That was weird. Amazing. He never played, so he played different sets every night. And the kind of night yeah. I went, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm not, I'm not an obsessive, but kind of like, you know, there was probably half of the set that he played that I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. <laughs> so he went off, then he came back on. Yeah, exactly. And then... I'd say a third of the crowd had left and he came back on and did a medley of the hits. And I was like, if I was reading back about this tomorrow and I'd left before that, I'd be pissed off. Um, But yes. Johnny, who do we have who did see one of our early guests went to that that run? Maisie Adam went to see uh, Kate Bush with her mum. And she said it was obviously, I think... um, uh, mobile phones and cameras and everything were completely banned. Yeah. So obviously there's no footage. Good. So you're it's great. You're relying. You're relying on what eyewitnesses say, and they could be making up any old stuff that happened at that. Especially whereas Kate Bush is concerned. But she said at the end of the gig, Kate Bush flew off into the crowd. She just went like, fl- I can't remember if that actually happened or that was part of the set that <laughs> Maisie wanted at her festival. Uh, well, I'm sure she was a- attached to some sort of wire or something and, and flew off into the... No, nah, she wasn't the attached, mate. It was real. Oh, was I, think, no, I, think, I think I have heard that, actually. Yeah, 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 kind of. But yes, so... I, and I, I think, think she... it was It was that she she was attached to something, but I think Maisie wanted her to actually fly, but, you know, which would be great, you know, obviously. Yes. Uh, I mean, so you've not seen her at all, no? Never seen her, and, yeah, that's someone I'd really like to see, and I think it would just be a brilliant start, you know, kind of... Um. I like it when, so I've, I've done Kendall Calling a few times in a sort of, they had uh, Hacienda Classical on the Thursday night. Just something kind of, yeah, that 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 sort of tempo. I've seen that. And kind I've of, seen, they're good, aren't they? really good. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Um, so, yes, that's my choice for Thursday of headline. Would you have, would you have her doing the full theatrics? Yeah, everything? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking throw the kitchen sink at it, the full, yeah. <laughs> All of it, yeah, you know, kind of production, Orchestra, just dry ice, yeah. smoke, everything. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, like I mean, it does kind of, yeah. I'd like her to appear out of the kind of middle of the stage, kind of all of it. James are great. I don't know if you've ever seen James, but I kind of seen. I've seen them a lot. They were someone that I thought about having because they're just. I think they're such an underrated band, and 
fantastic live act and um, seeing them at the Albert Hall and each member of the band uh, came from a different part of the of the venue. So right. it kind of started and sort of like you looked up Tim Booth's coming down the kind of like stairs in one section. Yeah, so that, 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 that was pretty cool. Um, Would you have, um, so we'll, we'll give you like, I, I love that you've respected the rules, by the way, because some people have just gone way over the top and have like 50 apps a day, not naming any names. But would you, if, if, if we give you a... Uh... Not naming any names. I wish they fucking hadn't. <laughs> 50 of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but if, if you can have, if you, we'll give you like one, one support every day. Okay. So I'm going to go for James then. James, James, yeah. James My girlfriend mentioned she's seen James quite a few times, and I can't remember she so said good. that they used to do every like around her birthday in December. They'd always tour with Shed Seven. I'm sure she said that. James well, Shed Seven. Yes, possibly. They've been doing stuff with the Charlatans recently, um, like an arena tour at December, and then this year they're doing it with the Happy Mondays. But I think the last two that they've done have been with the Charlatans. Um, and the Shed Seven do Shed Timber, I think it's called, which is. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, quite, quite possibly. Yeah, I'm they planning some... on going to that that Happy Mondays and James tour. Like that, uh, me, me and my older sisters and my brother, we we've been. Have you been seen them before? It. I've never seen James. Oh, I've seen man. Happy Mondays a couple of times. Yeah, um, like very with varying results. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, He's... I've never seen James, and I'm I'm. I'm not a massive fan. I don't. I know the hits, but uh, I mean, I think. Well, I'll tell you just... what. If you if you haven't got it, buy their greatest hits, and I I think actually, in terms of certainly the first ten tracks, I, it, the, the pound for pound, it's the best greatest hits I've I've heard. Right. It's literally just like, and one of those bands where you go like, oh, I completely forgot this was James. I'm you gonna know, get like, it ready, ready ready to play straight. Oh man, this. it's fucking great. I remember oh, my, really? my, my sister had the greatest hits of James when I was younger. And there's a, I'm looking it up now, and there's a three track run. So it's track two, three, and four. Where so it's sit it down. Oh, yeah. It's, it's sit down, then she's a star, and then laid. Oh, like she's a star. You forget about that. I know, that's oh, what, what I mean. Yeah. Tomorrow. There's all of these songs that you sort of like go, God, I, could, like, you, you, I thought Tomorrow, that might have been yeah. you too. Or like, you just sort of, <laughs> yeah. those kind of ones that were used on. Uh, goal highlights packages or whatever <laughs> you just get Mo- the kind of mobile like, phone adverts yeah, or whatever and you go like oh, I completely forgot this but I mean laid come home sometimes they're really yeah so I mean that's why for me it's hard but I've just seen them so many times it would seem like a bit of a waste to have them headlining you know if I could pick anyone but they deserve to be there they definitely, definitely deserve yeah if I didn't realise it, you can, I feel like you've kind of been very generous to let me have a support there and I've I'd like to take no, this opportunity to say thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's okay. We're generous guys, you know, in yeah. this hypothetical world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not left me with the hellish, uh, hellish job of letting James know that they're not going to be playing at my imaginary festival. <laughs> That's the thing. We wouldn't have done. 
we wouldn't have even done the imaginary email for you. We'd have, we'd yeah. have to get you to do the imaginary email yourself. <laughs> yeah, on, to... on the phone to that, I'm sorry, Kate Bush has come available. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, really, to... I'm really sorry, guys. I know right, you're... Lads, <laughs> yeah, you, you're basically... <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tim. Sorry, oh, Tim. man. Right, Saturday. What's, what? Sorry, Friday. 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 So I've gone with, I've gone with the Rolling Stones. Although I have seen the Rolling Stones twice, I've been very lucky. I saw them at Twickenham. I took my dad for his 60th on the Bigger Bang tour. Um, um, yeah, anyway, I saw them at Twickenham. That was amazing. So they had this incredible stage set up. The VIP tickets had like these two kind of like almost like apartment blocks built into the stage and if you bought a VIP ticket you were sat in those that was kind of like on the stage and then halfway through the gig the stage was on like a like a dolly track and it moved from one end of the stadium to the other it was like yeah pretty impressive and it was just after Keith Richards had fallen out of that coconut tree and sort of like when he 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 did a couple of sung a couple of songs and they kind of put it up on the big screens uh, him in a kind of frame with like a coconut tree and it was, yeah it was good it was good and I saw them at, I saw them at St Mary's on their recent tour and they're just brilliant really good like um Mick Jagger had really done his research like his sort of bantering between songs he's talk, talking about like he got Nick down here he spent a night in Southampton Nick one time and then right. he was going oh great okay it's great to be here oh, there's no skates here because that's what Southampton fans call Portsmouth fans and it was just <laughs> it, it, it's great started, it's still, to, started on, talking about Marion Parhas and uh, exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he started talking about Francis Benali's goal I was like this guy is good <laughs> This guy really is not messing about. But yeah, just, I think... You know, He's almost gone too far with it. Yeah, absolutely. You're taking the piss now, Mick. Um, but yeah, so I think just Friday night, you settled in. It's, you know, let, let's, the, the, just the ultimate. I think you need someone where... I think it's quite good at a festival when you've got someone that... Particularly if they don't... I've, I've seen Morrissey a couple of times where he's got a new album out and he's just played two yeah. Smith songs and the new album that's not that great in its entirety. And I think, you know, you book the Stones to play a festival, you're going to get a greatest hit set, you know. Yeah. Um, I saw them in, in Glastonbury 2013, which oh. was my first Glastonbury. And it was, uh, was it so, there was some sort of Glastonbury anniversary that year. I don't know. It was a big one anyway, but... Uh, yeah. It was because it's my first, and even though it wasn't the same as when you first went, you know, it's, it had the fence and it's still quite commercialized then. It's still fucking, when you're 23, we, we went with like one rucksack each, like uh, no drugs or anything. We we just weren't prepared for just how fucking massive and shit it was. And, it's incredible, isn't it? Oh, just bouncing around, just sort of doing anything and, and letting things take you anywhere. And 
meeting strangers and just like like you said everyone being fucking lovely and sound and we were like there was only three of us and we met up with a group of girls who we loosely knew from manchester and it didn't matter if like one of us got lost we'd somehow find each other and stuff but we all we all found each other for the rolling stones and oh. yeah oh, it's, oh, um, oh man, i'm getting goosebumps i love that yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing <laughs> i will say with glastonbury as much as a kind of like and i don't want to be one of these guys that goes oh it's shit now because it, it absolutely isn't we went to the last one we're going to you know we've got tickets for the next one i took my wife it was the first time she'd been to the last one and i'm like it's still pretty much the same like, yeah. you know, what, what's great about Glastonbury is I went there and instantly knew where everything was again. The layout, you know, hasn't changed. There's new areas that are added. Um, but, you know, it's sort of, it, as much as there are, is the commercial element to it, it is still kind of pretty sort of independent, isn't it? You know, it's not oh, like, yeah. it's not like Red- Reading or somewhere where it's kind of... Or this, V-Festival or something. Yeah. Like you know, it's kind of got, it's very much its own identity. Even the, the the signs that are everywhere telling you where to go, they're kind of written in a font that is, you know, I keep meaning to get something for my front door, you know, the numbers of my front door done in that font. It's quite <laughs> iconic. Yeah, um, I know. But yeah, Also, I'm, like, the one thing we like that i love about it that no other uk festival has well or european that i've been to is the fact that you can just bring in the camping is not separate from the stage i know yeah you're so taking you your booze beer yeah yeah everywhere. yeah it's crazy Which isn't I, it I, I just couldn't believe it i was like oh what so it's it's like it had like even like primavera and better scene you have security and you can't just you know bring your booze yes. in or whatever oh well they do that annoying thing at primavera where you have to buy the tokens don't they and then you end up yeah. taking like God, i went yeah. to andrew weatherall has a festival what well, did obviously god rest his soul but like um over in france carcassonne and that is the thing where you have to buy like 50 euros worth of these tokens and then inevitably the you ass. get you get back on monday and go like fucking hell, about 20 quid's worth of these tokens <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah still pulling still pulling them out of my pockets three months later yeah. but and um, it's like nine euros anyway exactly it? yeah yeah but you know with glastonbury sort of certainly you know what it it and I think it was 99. I can't remember when the big fence went up, but I went to the last, the, you know, the last one where it, and it was, I don't know, they reckon half a million people turned up and there was gangs of scallies walking around with like hammers and kind of, it was like, it was pretty dicey. Everyone's tents were just getting robbed and kind of, cause that's the weird thing about Glastonbury as well as like, as free as it is there, it, I wouldn't say it's the best behaved festival. It's just kind of like, it's messy, isn't it? People get, you know, get involved, yeah. but it's not like it's not. You don't get the threat of kind of violence that you might get no. in somewhere like Reading or Leeds, where it's kind of never seen that. Never seen that. Or I've I've only I've been three or four times. I've never seen that or even remotely felt felt yeah. that like any sort of intimidation or whatever. Most like pretty much everyone there is see at least uh, that weekend is sound. Oh, and brilliant! Is, is there for a good time? Yeah, I love it, man. Uh, would you have the Rolling Stones as they are now, or would you have them no. at their 60s, 70s sixty sixty nine? Have you seen, here's a recommendation if you haven't seen it, uh, uh, Gimme Shelter, the film about uh, the Stones at Altamont. It's not the, it's not this, the latest Scorsese one that came no, out. No, 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 this is, um, no, I don't think I have. I've got a fair uh, few Stones DVDs. I don't know if I've seen Oh, that man, one. you'll be able to find it for like a fiver on Amazon or something. I cannot recommend it enough. So basically, they did this film, Altamont Racetrack, which is somewhere in California, I think. But um, the Hells Angels did the security. Someone got killed there. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a kind of famous they did the thing. Security. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just they're kind of beating people with sticks. But like... Yeah, that that kind of era, not that particular gig, but um, 
it's it's insane. And then they don't know what's happened. So they, sh- they show the footage back to the Rolling Stones like a few days later and they kind of sat in their ashen face watching. This, oh, guy, wow. this guy pulls a gun out and, and then one of the Hell's Angels stabs him. It's like, it's chaos. Fuck. Is um, Brian Jones still that, alive? Sounds though. a lot like Reading Festival, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, I don't think Wait, 69. No, he died Jones. in like yeah. 67. Yeah. Uh, what's your, um, also just while we're on the stones, your favourite album or era? <sighs> I mean, I'd probably have to say Exile on Main Street. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not a fan of, the, like, the Beatles were my band. Um, like, yeah, so <laughs> I don't want to sound like Partridge, but I mean, I would, I would have to say, <laughs> but like, I think I'd have to say the best of the Beatles. But you know, like if I was going to stick the stones on, it probably would be something like Rolled Gold, or a co- it would be like a compilation or something. Like, like I'd... I don't think no, I, I'm with, I don't think they're a great album band. They're a great live band. They're a great band in so many facets. But yeah, whereas the Beatles. There's nothing lower than a seven out of ten in there. Oh in man, right from the album. get-go. Yeah. So right start, um yeah. but um but yeah, I, I think for, for for a Friday night at a festival, you like they're it's inclusive. Most people there are gonna know, you know, if they if they did a greatest hit set, which is which would be what I was looking for, I think that you know, most people there would know at least some of the songs. Yeah. And your sub- go on, sorry, go. On. Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna ask what you're gonna ask, then you can fire away. Right support act, generous, yeah. our generous support act, so generous support. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Primal Scream, actually. they have supported them a few times and I just didn't know they're, they're, they always deliver as far as I'm concerned I've seen them 30 times maybe and I'd like yeah I just think they're I think they're they're great, great you know. I, I remember that the I can't remember I was talking to one of my mates about this a couple of days ago and when I was about I think it was they did they come in for Kylie or or they Basement Jack, sorry, came in Kylie in 2002 or something in Glastonbury. Yes. And, and they had to get dragged off the stage, yeah. The kind of Primal like... Screamer on beforehand. And I remember watching it when I was 12, and he's, he's doing the he's Nazi doing the Heil Hitler. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. just like, I was 12, 13, and I remember just thinking, like, when I was, you know, first getting into rock and roll and, like, trying to be a rebel and smoking weed and that, I was just, like, sat there with my mum, who's a punk. So she, she didn't turn the TV off. She was like, yeah. this is great. I just think, remember thinking like this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, Bobby Gillespie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, it's sort of. I think he's probably fashionable um, now. I'm an adult, but you know. Yeah, so, time... oh god, yeah. When you see something like that when you're a kid, you're like, oh my god, it's so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, bearing in mind, he was probably like in his mid forties, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, 
But uh, grow up. <laughs> talking of basement jacks, this is one of my biggest Glastonbury regrets. So that famous Bowie set was it two thousand? The, the the Bowie yeah. set. So I watched that with my then girlfriend, and we'd taken a. I don't know why I'm whispering, but we'd, yeah, yeah. we'd, we'd taken it. You are being recorded. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just look around, make sure. I'd whisper it down the microphone. <laughs> make sure no one's listening. I'd taken a couple of pills. Um, but um, And came up sort of during the set. So we went to watch Basement Jacks on, on the other stage. And, no. uh, and that, like... I don't blame you in the moment, by the way, but... Oh, oh man. You sort of that they quite they keep showing it on BBC Four. I'm like, all right, guys, come on. <laughs> you, just, you switch over to BBC Three where they're showing Basement Jacks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but last the last one um, on the Saturday night when the Killers played because we had been to see the Killers and I'm not a fan really to be honest. I think it's sort of kind of music for people that aren't into music. Is my personal feeling. I'm not. You know, as time's gone on. Mr. Brightside obviously is a tune, and they have got some tunes. But Hawkwind were playing, and as they were the first band I'd seen there, they were. I was like, oh, I quite like to go and watch Hawkwind at that time. So we went to watch Hawkwind, and the Killers delivered this kind of. The Pet Shop Boys came out and did a track. Johnny Mar. Johnny Mar came out and did this charming band. <laughs> Like, it was almost as if someone had made this up to annoy me. They're going, <laughs> when the first time you go, no, the Pet Shop, I was going, yeah, all right. Go, no, no, seriously, the Pet Shop boys came what? out. And like, <laughs> um, so, yeah. I've, I think my my main, my favourite thing that Bobby Gillespie's done is, do you remember when he went on Newsnight and they all... Oh, uh, and he's just sat there, yeah. Yeah, looking <laughs> stony face yeah. while they're dancing. This is brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, he's a legend. I love Bobby Gillespie. Um, yeah, no, was, that, that's what a day. Johnny, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take us in. And I think they set it up nicely as well. Sorry, to, just to say, I think they set it up nicely for the Stones. Oh, I'm really this. excited about Saturday now that I can have a support. Right, so yes. fire away. What is, what is Saturday night looking for us? So Saturday night, I've, like gone for Led, I've gone for Led Zeppelin. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're three days in now. You've, you've, you've been really enjoying yourself. And they are, you know, they have got some big, big, big songs. They're going to make a hell of a noise. Um, and I just think, 
Yeah. Led Zeppelin on on the Saturday night, the final act of the weekend, just absolutely smashing the guts out of it. I mean, it's a stupid question to ask if you've seen them because unless you've probably, I don't know, Johnny's mum and dad. Is, have your mum and dad seen them, Johnny? Is that, no, they, uh, the they've Jimmy seen Hendrix. Hendrix is the big one that they got to see. Wow. Sure Where was that? Uh, Blackpool, what's now the Winter Gardens in Blackpool. Oh, man. So, it, with the spr- it has a sprung dance floor and everything. So, um, yeah, they're... they're is it He's the Empress Ballroom? Yes, that yeah. might be it. But he That's was... why I saw Arcade Fire, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, wow. Same, but, but still. My was dad good. was obsessed with Jimi Hendrix when he was younger. Oh, and, yeah. Because uh, so, I always think I got like, the they would have been one of the first bands that my dad, well, Jimi Hendrix and the Hen- Experience would have been one of the first bands that my dad got to see. And I think of who the first bands that I got to see were. And they were like awful, awful new metal bands at like Lip Manchester Biscuit. Academy. Yeah, people, <laughs> people, even worse than that, like new metal bands. And my dad saw like Jimi Hendrix and The Who in the 60s and things like that. Yeah, and, my dad uh, saw The Who a lot. Deep Purple and like these huge influential bands. And I was there with new metal and pop punk, but nothing wrong with pop punk. But, uh, <laughs> no, I like bands. a bit of pop punk actually. Um... Yeah, Sean but, Walsh yeah, is a big uh, Blink One Eighty Two fan. Blink One Eighty Two fan. Yeah, yeah, we saw them. I've listened uh, to his episode on Jake Lambert, and he, oh, yeah, right. he picks he, he picks he it's picks Tom, Tom DeLong, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I I watched them with him at Reading, whatever year that was they played, and yeah, it was good. Was, good. was it? I don't know when it was. Yeah, sometime sort of. I saw I saw them that year, and like, oh man, I'm a massive fan of those, especially from like my age and growing up. Yeah, and they they write some brilliant pop songs, but. Oh god, I was so disappointed when I saw them live. Like, oh really? So just in their forties, still doing fart jokes, playing out of tune a bit. <laughs> like, come on, lads, come on, you professionals now, grow up a bit. But I did like the the rotating uh, drum kit that Travis Barker was on. Mm. Sorry, sorry, Johnny. Travis Barker is an incredible. I think taking aside Blink One Eight Two as a producer and other projects he's worked on, and the influence I'm he's, yeah. he's had, and a drummer, he's an incredible uh, musician. Is, yeah. But anyway. John Bonham's the drummer that we're going to focus on now, isn't he? Uh, Led Zeppelin are obviously a massive influence. We hadn't had them picked for a long time, and I think this is the second time in three episodes. Oh, is it? Who else picked them? uh, Stan Chow, an artist, Stan Chow. Oh, right. Yeah, he picked them. um, Yeah, because they did that gig, gig, didn't they, at the O2, where it was sort of, uh, they just, that one, that one off gig. I mean, I... I don't. I don't know what. I've. Do you know what? I actually. I used to work at the Shepherd's Bush Empire behind a bar. That was a good job. Um, and I don't know if you've been to Shepherd's Bush Empire, but they've got two kind of bars, like one either side of the stage. So you just basically get to watch the bands. I'd be. I'd do like five oh, shifts a week, which was great. And Chuck Berry played. Um, cool. And and Jimmy Jimmy wow. Page Jimmy Page was there. So like, yeah, got to serve, got to serve him a drink. And uh, yeah, Noel Gallagher Fuck. was there that night. Chuck Berry doesn't sound check. He just turns up. I think wow. he used to, I don't know whether he still does, but like I know he used to get paid, always like insist on getting paid in cash, like in a suit. Yes. I have um, heard this. I have heard this. Who else? Um, was It might be 
might be Nina Simone or someone like one of the great soul singers also did the same because just Brilliant. didn't fucking didn't trust anyone just like right give me my fucking cash Love like I'll do my set and fuck off yeah, um, yeah. he had Stan Chow Johnny he had um physical graffiti in full that was his Led Zeppelin um choice yeah so it was no like so well no stairway and oh uh, yeah uh, no I don't again go for a great you know a great a greatest hit set definitely good good um <laughs> And I think I, I, you've got your support app, mate. Your generous support. I've done, app. I'm gl- and I'm glad, you know, that I've got to sort of get them on there. Um, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be uh, appreciative of the break, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but I think I, it's got to be Oasis. I think you know, you've just got, you've just got to. Yeah. Maybe I don't really want to know how your garden grows, cause I just want to fly. Saturday night, you know, and I think they wouldn't they, they wouldn't mind opening for Led Zeppelin, would they? I think they kind of one of the very few bands bands yeah. they might um, like slightly adjust Give their it a pass. For. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and again, maybe their Nebworth set or something from that kind of you know ninety five, ninety six Main Road. Yeah, you know, I I think the main yeah Main Road one. Um, yeah, Liam's Liam's in because I remember my my brother's uh, he's. I think 12 years, 12, 13 years older than me. Right. And he would have been 17, 18 when I was about four or five. And, uh, you know, he had the morning glory, like six foot post on his wall and stuff. But he managed to get, and I've asked him since, I'm like, I'm desperate for him to find it, the Umbro tracksuit that oh, Liam Gallagher had. Well, they did Pretty Green, did it? Didn't that last year? They kind of did a reissue of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I love an original version that's not like, you know, just yeah. that faded sort of umbro. But he, Liam looked at his best, and it's the fact he's wearing tracksuit, tracksuit, sorry, but with a like a checkered shirt underneath. Well, have you heard the, the story? Like he just walked in, and that was just hanging up in one of the changing rooms. So he just oh, stick that on. So like, really? it was just, yeah, I, I, that's that's what he said. I've seen him say that in an interview. Sort of how true that is or not. I was at that main road. Um, oh and, right. uh, I can remember. So where, where we were in the stands. Like beforehand, you could just see them up, like in the box, looking looking out, kind of, um, you know, on the crowd before they're sort of coming, like jumping up and down. Oh man, it was incredible. That was the first time I saw them. Was there and at Nebworth. Um, oh, got shivers of you talking about that. So oh cool. man, that was, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Hey, can I can I ask you something which I n- never asked our guests, but because we've had, I would I like always a band I love so much. Yeah. But I always I put a song in when you when you say it. What song would you like me to put in when you first mention Oasis? Live Forever. Like, I think it's not not only only for me their best song. It's like, I think that's one of the great songs. One of the great songs. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. So good. 
Um, do you think Do you think Oasis will ever get back together? I think it's one of those things. I think if if, if not now, like I think with with everything that's gone on, if this isn't enough to get them over, he lives near here actually. No, he's quite often seen out and about. He lives in a village just outside Winchester. But um, uh-huh. I think I think it's probably just to, I if, if if a global pandemic is not enough for them to go, life's too short. You know, I think we've all had those, right, never again am I going to miss out on X, Y, and Z. There's been all those sort of things you go like, right, now, when life True. goes back. So if if their version of that hasn't been like, we need to get this band back together, it, I, it's not it's not going to happen. Are you a, like, will we'll encompass music and personality in every aspect? <clears throat> if you have to go to, to the pub, if you have to go for a pint with Noel or Liam, who, who are you picking? Liam. For a <laughs> I could, you know, this is something I could talk at length about. I think musically, the kind of the more recent Noel solo stuff is really kind of floats my boat. The stuff that he did with David Holmes, you know, that was kind of really. I, I, I found that really interesting. It's a shame that it, it didn't, never released the kind of amorphous androgynous uh, sessions that he did. And um, would love to hear that. Um, and what song of Led Zeppelin closing out the entire festival with? I think dazed and confused. That's so weird. I had that in my head. Oh, really? It's such a sort of climactic or kind of like. Yeah, it's just sort of. Oh, I listened. Do you know what? I I actually listened to it before coming on it because I was like, ah, I was so happy with my my choice (laughs) of headline of Saturday night. I was like, oh, imagine that. Yeah. Psych yourself up post COVID jab as well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And now it's all said and done. Do we have a name for the festival? Oh, forgot about that. I've sort of got Paul McCaffrey's Magical Mystery Festival in my head, (laughs) which is probably the shittest name for a festival. It's certainly no, it's no Santa Pod Bug Jam. Exactly, especially seeing as the Beatles aren't playing. I'd, I'd probably call it Paul McCaffrey's Sergeant Pepper's Festival. Oh, right, the Beatles playing. No, no, they're not playing. But, uh, <laughs> Those are, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, come on, Paul. Paul, you... Um, Oh, this is this is painful. I'm really sorry, guys. I wish I'd uh, I wish I'd seen this question before. Um, oh, boy, mate. Do you know what I'm going to call it? Jambo Wadup Festival, uh, and the reason for that is um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a, uh, a like it was the first tape I had of what you would call sort of acid house music, as like a compilation tape that a friend of mine had done me, and it was called Jambo Wadup Rave Music. Um, and in the absence of anything else and the fact that the cogs in my brain are not turning too well today, I'm going to go with that. Paul, McCaff- Paul McCaffrey's Jambo Wad Up Extravaganza. Yes. I'm so happy. I was like, fuck it, we're going to have to go with fucking magical, magical <laughs> mystery tour. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. And now you've come out with an absolute belter. So, Good. Yeah. I'm happy. Tommy, do you want to go through Paul's festival in full? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to. I, I have to give a mention to Andrew Weatherall. I would have to have him playing there. So, after the main stage shots on all three nights, Andrew Weatherall will be playing from midnight till 6 a.m. Andrew Weatherall all night long, um, playing. Uh, yeah. Legend. So uh, from 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 twelve from from twelve midnight till six a.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Andrew Weatherall all night long. Right, Paul McCaffrey, your your fest is called Paul McCaffrey's uh, Jambo Wad Up Extravaganza. It is ba- it's set in California, uh, Golden Gate Park in the nineteen sixties. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday festival. The correct choice, in my opinion. Yes. So Thursday, it's uh, the vibe is sort of Portwing early Glastonbury's uh, pre-fence time. Supporting the main act is James, who Paul's a big fan. I've seen a lot of times, and then. Unfortunately, Paul hasn't seen the headliner, but he will at this hypothetical festival. It's Kate Bush. On don't let Friday, me down, Kate. Don't let... I, <laughs> also, we've got Andrew Weatherall, obviously, after yeah. every day. But I will mention him every day, midnight till 6am. Friday, we've got Rolling Stones, the sort of six, 1969 Rolling Stones, but they're doing their best hits. They're doing the greatest hits. No, just individual album, which is fantastic. And we've got Primal Scream supporting them. And then 12 till 6, we've got Andrew Weatherall, the legend. Saturday, we have got, in a rare and maybe one-off occasion, Oasis coming back for a support slot. But I think they'll forgive the fact that they are supporting Led Zeppelin, who are finishing the festival on Days and Confused. Psych, Andrew Weatherall is actually finishing the festival because he's playing 12 till 6 a.m. again. Paul McCaffrey, thanks for coming your fest, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you. Awesome. That was episode 42 of Your Fest with the wonderful Paul McCaffrey. And like we said at the beginning, he loves his music. And I think that was evident throughout the entirety of that podcast, Tommy. Yeah, he was the first guest in a while who kind of swung it back for me in terms of the, pen- the festival pendulum. It swung it back to pro festival a bit for me because the enthusiasm and passion he had for specifically, uh, like, well, particularly Glastonbury was quite, um, you know, it was quite infectious and it made me want to be there. And it might not be till next year, probably won't go to a festival again this year. We'll see. But I kind of want to go again now. So yeah, thanks, Paul, for reminding me how good festivals can be. Quite infectious, wasn't it? Yeah, the way he spoke about it was really infectious. Anyway, if you... (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast go and listen to paul's podcast what's upset you now every episode's 15 minutes long he does that with sean walsh you can go and follow him on twitter at paul mccaffrey's with the s at the end plural there might be one more more than one paul mccaffrey that operates that account we can't be sure you can follow your fest on twitter and instagram at your fest podcast you can follow me on twitter at johnny gabriel and you can follow tommy on twitter and instagram at tom andrew stew And we'll see you again for episode 43 of the podcast. Goodbye. Love you. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Infectious.